I'm Bobby. I'm Nathan, and this could be a podcast. Yeah. Three, two, two, one. Podcast. What I what I do when again I go back to the hope for the best, prepare for the worst. You know that it's it's really that. I mean, if you're going to boil it down into a sentence, that's what it is. It's hope for the best, plan for the worst. There's nothing wrong with planning for the worst. I'm a firm believer everything's fine. Well, and I've come around to I've I've come around to the mantra of everything will work out. Everything's fine. Everything will work out. Right. Not everything's fine. I mean, there's some, some stuff there's some stuff that's going to be shitty or sucky or bullshit, mm-hmm. but what are you going to do about it? Well, that's that's where it goes into the planning for the worst. There's nothing wrong with planning for the worst. There's nothing wrong with saving for a rainy day. There's nothing wrong with um Right. Uh, looking and be like, well, okay, here's here's the worst case scenario. This is the worst thing that I can physically think of, yeah. or you know, just think of in general. It, that's going to happen in this situation. So, therefore, I'm going to weigh that versus the best thing that could happen. And if the best thing is overwhelmingly better than the worst thing, then I'll take that right. risk. And it's and everything's a case by case thing. Like, if we want to go, you know. And on a plane ride, you know, if we want to take a, sure. a trip somewhere, yeah, there's a chance that the plane could crash, right? Yeah. There's a chance. Th- that's just, you worry you, about it. You know that going into a plane crash or a plane ride, though. So, but does that outweigh, does the risk of the crash outweigh the getting to the destination? To yeah. some, people, some people, the risk yeah. of the crash is worse than the actual, get, like, outweighs the getting to the destination. Yeah. So they never go on planes. Yeah. That happens. For me, that's not the case. Now, do I particularly like plane rides? No. I mean, I'm not a huge fan. I'm fine with them. I enjoy them. You haven't been on one (laughs) in a while, have you? Uh, When was the last time I took a flight? It it shouldn't be that long ago. I mean. Yeah. Um, I mean, not 2020. Not 2020. Jamaica, probably. When you went to Jamaica. Oh, yeah, it was Jamaica. Probably. I think so. No. Yeah. I know the last time you took a plane ride. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I took a plane. That was January of, of but, 2020. But but the worst the worst. Trying to remember if I like flew in a Cessna. But the worst thing that could happen on a plane ride is that it crashes. Sure. Right. Well, like crashes real bad. What's what's the worst What's the worst thing that can happen on a plane ride to you? Everybody dies. Right. In well, a, that's in that's a everything. crash. Right. That's everything. Right. Well, yeah. Sure. But sometimes there's actually, I mean, wouldn't you say there's situations where there's, I mean, we don't need to get into the nuances of what's worse than death. Sometimes surviving death is worse than dying. In, in, uh, Sure, I yeah. guess. If you if you didn't have any arms or legs after a crash of some sort and you were just a torso, that would obviously. I could make it work. You, would, you wouldn't <laughs> wish death upon you at that point? Uh, no. No. Really? Yeah. Huh. Hold on. Hold, tell me when to stop. When, when do I lose my arm? It was the other arm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, I could I li- could I live without arms and legs? Um yeah. This is you and your bullshit. Like you, yeah, what if, Oh my you wouldn't have Oh, you, would it suck? Yeah, but what am I what am I going to do? Kill yourself. Kill my No. Oh, uh, wish for death. Pray death upon you. I can still watch, you know, whatever, you know. No, okay. you can't click a button. Yeah, mm, listen, there's speech to text now. It's great. <laughs> it's it's a whole thing. It's not good though. Uh, it's a you want to watch it's the Pelican better. Brief, and all of a sudden you're watching Jurassic Park Four. You know, I did watch the Pelican Brief. Did I tell you that? Yeah, you did. I did, but uh, I don't want to talk about the Pelican Brief. Uh, um, 
Denzel is an amazing actor. No, no, no. I want to go back. You, you're bullshitting yourself. This is another one yeah. of the things where you're not you're not being honest. Oh, with could yourself. I? Could would I be thrilled? Would you wish death? Wish would death I rather be? Yourself? Would I rather be dead or not have any limbs? I would rather have no limbs than be dead. Than be dead. Yes, a hundred percent. And that's I don't think you understand. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you understand the weight of what you're saying. Yeah, would it suck? Would it be frustrating? Of course. But then again, <laughs> suck and frustrating are not the two adjectives that yeah, you're looking for. It, right it would there. be incredibly like the amount of you constantly be dealing with frustration. You would life. never be able to wipe your ass again. There'd be somebody right. in your life. Your wife yeah. would have to wipe your ass yes. at best. Yeah. At best. Hold on. Like, I don't even have nubs. No, no. There is no chance of me having any sort of. Nope. Uh, of apparatus. Nope. Uh, I mean, goat leg getting attached. Sure. Okay. Sure, but that's not that's not guaranteed. Medical science. That's again hope for the best. Yet. Hope for the best. Goat leg attached to your arm, right? <laughs> yeah. But plan for the worst. That, uh, no, you no have, that you're just getting around by blowing into a tube. And yeah, you no, have. I get that. You have no. a catheter and wear a diaper, and that's changed. I don't know. You no. If you have full control of your bowels, it's a lot easier just to shit into it, or having someone assist you to the toilet than. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. No, I'm letting you know. I've I've been assisted to the toilet. It's not fun no, at all. I, it's I, humiliating. I, I, of course it is. Yeah. But I'd rather have be you, Have you ever had anyone else wipe your ass for you uh, as an adult? As an adult, no, no, never. Yeah. So. Is, it, is it demeaning? Not demeaning. Uh, humili- humiliating. What's the, what's the word? Emasculating, <laughs> maybe, but... No, because I don't think it has to do with masculinity. But I mean, it's in that ballpark of dehumanization. There it is. I guess. Yeah, right? probably. Yeah, yeah, infantilizing. Sure, I I get that, and I understand that. Well, I don't um, think it's infantilizing. Yeah, because you're an infant. No, I mean it's not that because I mean that's I guess it's more of like a. When, isn't it infantilizing more of a fetish than it is a? No, I mean like just a, like treating someone like a child, I mean, like. But hey, it, I'm worried that you're not going to be able to do this, so don't do this. But that's. Okay, we're getting off topic of yeah, wiping our asses here. Yeah. So, yeah. Is it dehumanizing? It's, Maybe dehumanizing is probably the best phrase for it. But, I, yes, I would much rather 100% live without limbs than be dead. Because at what, at what I, point, enjoy, I enjoy living. Sure, a, but... Like, a lot. Sure, but there's the other... Like, at what point... I mean, a lot. Is it this age that, like, you, you right now, in this age, you're how old? 30? I am 37. Currently. 37? So at 37, you lose all limbs. Yes. And you have to live, let's say you live a nice, healthy life until 75, I mean, 80. Yeah, I was going to say 40 years. That's, you know, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good run. That's but a good you run. Live, especially, I mean, you especially live a majority, with the stress. Yeah. Yeah, but you yeah, live a majority, majority of, of life. life without limbs. Yeah. It's called, you get used to it. It's called your new normal. <laughs> and, and that's and that's what it is. And, and you, because what's the alternative? The alternative is just nothing. I don't know. Burn out and fade away, I guess. No, I'd, 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 maybe this is me thinking too highly of myself, but uh-huh. I think I, I got a lot to give. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Still. <laughs> uh, and, and I mean, that's just, uh, that's, I, and I enjoy, and, and I, and I want to continue to learn, and I want to continue to understand things, and I want to continue to explore the best to my ability as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't have arms or legs. If I gave you the, if I gave you the, um, the out like let's say i let's say i give you 15 years of doing that right and then okay. 
let's say now you're say what you're 40 you get some 52 kind of quick cancer and i die um, you, no get 52 and you're like okay now you get a choice like you've done this for 15 years yeah. you've lived with it you've yeah. lived almost half your life now with this or like uh, a third of your life now with it that, that you've lived without arms or legs okay. and and i give you the out you're like i've had enough sure then you would take the out no you would still keep going i i, I once again, I, well, I have not l- ever lived 15 years without arms or legs. Yeah. This is where I don't think you're taking the question Howe- seriously. However. Take this question seriously. However, I can imagine myself, you know, getting used to not having arms and legs. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, like, I got used to having kids. I got used to this having, uh, you know, working a different job. I got used to, you know, having a child with mental issues. I like all of those things mm-hmm. I have learned to live with. I've learned to, you know, you know, the, you can throw a situation at me and you need, you have to learn to adapt. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to be an eternal optimist, no matter what I throw at you. <laughs> There's no situation where you're going to choose death. Um, generally not. Okay. I can't like, I it's, that's difficult. I mean, really the only time I've ever like considered suicide ever is in a zombie apocalypse. That's like, oh. and, and that's like, that's after I've been bitten. Now, see, yeah, that's that's <laughs> like, a situation. You know, that's no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider that. I mean, I wouldn't consider suicide if, if, in a zombie yeah. situation. I would just be a zombie. Right? Well, no, I don't want to be a zombie because you that's don't? no, I don't want to be a. I don't want to be a too bur- late. I don't want to be. A, I don't want to be a burden on other people. <laughs> that's my thing. That's always been my thing about zombie movies. Like, and it's just like, oh, what? Are you, oh no, no, don't kill this one. It's just gonna cause trouble. It's like the risk reward. And it's like. Going back. Okay. What's the best case scenario? What's the worst case? What's scenario? the worst? Ca- I mean, if I can easily kill a zombie, like that's just a single one on its own. If I can do it in a mm-hmm. relatively, you know, easy fashion, let's go ahead and nip this one in the bud before it becomes a problem for somebody else. Like, well, that's the worst. That's the worst. Like story trope of any zombie story is that we're going to save this zombie because this zombie's special kind of thing. No, yeah, uh, and they, and they sure. do it. Um, the, Chud was the uh, oh, okay. the movie that we really enjoyed yeah. in high school and everything. And Chud Two was this like uh, <laughs> it was a caricature of its own self, but it was Bud the Chud that they had created as a uh, character. So it was like a a zombie character. I don't remember. I I never. I most people don't. I roughly remember watching Chud like once, and maybe not even really watching it. But maybe I just watched forty five minutes on like HBO or something. Chud two, Bud the Chud, nineteen eighty nine. Never did I even know that they made a sequel to. So this ah, is yeah, the, you know what that is. That looks, that cover looks somewhat familiar. This is the friendly zombie. But again, what's the risk reward? The risk is well, he's going to create more zombies because he's a zombie, and the yeah. reward is we have a fun zombie friend. Yeah, I don't. I no. I believe uh, once. Once somebody's dead, they're dead, and and that's it. Um, I believe in killing all zombies, uh, even at the you know the end of uh, of uh, you know Shaun of the Dead. You know, I don't I don't believe in like keeping my friend alive just because he's a zombie. Mm-hmm. I do believe it. Once again, well, I, I I have like. Has there been a zombie movie though that has brought in people back from uh, outside of the community episode where um, they eat military grade beef? No, it was a really interesting. Uh, it was uh, twenty eight days later, um, in in early draft. The Sandra Bullock movie. No, that's twenty eight days. Oh, <laughs> that's where she goes into an alcohol rehab. My bad. <laughs> um, 
And I don't remember who she falls in love with. I saw that movie exactly once. And, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's it. All right. Um, no, I'm going to circle back to your favorite tw- Sandra Bullock movie. <laughs> in 28 days later, uh, in an early draft, they're like to, they were going to try to save Brendan Gleeson uh, after he got, uh, you know. Bit. Bit. No, mm-hmm. he didn't get bit. He had a like a drop of blood. Oh, that's right fall into his yeah, eye, eye. Yeah. and it was enough for him to turn and uh they're like okay which i think is a valid point in any zombie movie yeah. if it's transferred through a bite i mean think about <gasps> yes. the zombie movies that you've seen where blood it's is called, just it's called bloodborne pathogens bobby yeah, exactly and I've, I've done the training <laughs> this <laughs> makes <laughs> sense right bloodborne pathogens this makes sense like so, but like you, the, when you get Rick from Walking Dead just being covered in zombie blood, the, the first but the first episode of The Walking Dead, uh, like he gowned up, and when they went out and uh, it was him mm-hmm. and and uh, the other guy, I'm um, Glenn. No, it wasn't Glenn. No, this was like early before he even meet, met up with the group. He met up with oh the the dude that was in the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like he met up with uh, that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to remember that guy. He's British. What the hell's his name? Yeah, the guy that had that had to kill his wife. Yeah, he had to kill his wife. Yeah. And I wish I could do totally. By the way, <laughs> just say what I love my I love my wife. No, love, it, it's if she's a zombie. But if, if she's, she's a zombie, zombie, she's done. It's done. Yeah. If my kids are done, zombie. Yeah. Would you kill your kids yeah, if they're yes, zombies? One hundred percent. Can you say that real quick, just <laughs> in that sentence? My children, if they turned into a zombie, I would. If my zo- children were zombies, I would not. I would put them down. Wow, and I, that's the I, most I, political way. And of I'm tra- that. Well, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to get it away, so you're not going to cut around it and say <laughs> I would murder my children. No, that's not that, dude. You got me. You got me. It's a clean take. Clean, clean take. take. Got it. I um, would murder my children. No, anyhow, it's that's going to be like, my new ringtone. By the way, <laughs> I would murder my children. I would murder my children. I would murder my. Oh, children. Nathan's calling. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> um, no, like so, like the him, him, and that when he went to uh, left that guy's house, there's a there's a handful of zombies up front, mm-hmm. and they like gowned up and like were wearing face shields yeah, and, yeah. and all kinds of shit, and mm-hmm. then yeah, and then like they're oh yeah, I guess bloodborne pathogens aren't a thing anymore. I guess well after they blew up the <laughs> CDC, then it was like well we don't uh, have any recommendations, have... <laughs> you know? They're like I don't know what else right? to do. Uh, let's get Noah Ermelik, I believe that's that guy's name. Let's get him on. Uh, the... The CDC. Oh, that's right. Who, uh, Noah, I want to say is Noah Emmerlich, maybe. I don't the dude with the mullet. Uh, not a, no, 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 oh, no, no. This is he... no. This is the This is um. Uh, this is uh, Truman Show uh, best friend on the Truman Show. Oh, that guy. He's the CDC director, and he's like, "And we're fucking done. This place is blowing up." That's but, right. When they're in, actually yeah, at the CDC, yeah. uh, which yeah. is the worst CG explosion probably. In the last twenty it's, years, I I don't know. I mean, listen, that first when they blew it up, that I mean, first it was season bad. was six fucking episodes. You know, it's not. Did they blow up the CDC in the first? Yes, first season. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it was a good ride. I yeah. mean, I look I look back. I mean, I've watched a number of shows multiple times. Yeah, and you can always kind of tell the great seasons of those shows. Sure, like in it's a it's a solid first season of that. It's a it's a solid. I would say up until season three getting season four where it's a it's a good story it kind of it kind of wanes a little bit but i always think of like uh deadwood's a good example like Mm -hmm. deadwood it's such a slow build and i mean that that thing like lasted three seasons yeah three seasons and it just ends abruptly but 
there's it's the same yeah. consistent build to it that sure. you the, you introduce new characters. No one really is at the forefront. You know, there's interesting storylines. It's, like, it's, like it's a good ensemble cast, and yet mm-hmm. you hate The Wire, which is interesting. I don't hate The Wire. I just can't watch it. Yeah, is there a world in between? No, um, no. Is there a world in between? It's I can't get through. I the love f- this, or I yeah. If you I can't, can't wa- get- if you can't watch it, then you don't like it. I have a real problem with the show that says that, and multiple people, including you, have said once you get through the second season, it's it's really good. I don't. I know. I've never said that. You you have said something along the lines of once there's, you get no. There is one. There is the, the there's a one. There's one season that is a little bit too tonally different. They kind of they went to a very so before like the first three seasons, it's all about mm-hmm. cops and drug dealers, and that's that's and. And people on the street, mm-hmm. and that's and that's where they're at, and then, uh, and then they introduce like going to a newspaper, and just like newspaper reporting from the first three episodes that I've seen. Yeah, uh, twice now. So I've watched the first three episodes twice, and I cannot get past them. It's sure. just it's so much like Law and Order and CSI and dialogue, dialogue wise, it just everyone speaks in full perfect paragraphs. Everyone has yeah. the cheesy one-liners. All the gangsters and the hood guys are all speaking in the hood in the gangster tone and everything like that. Everything is so, uh, it's such a caricature. And I can only juxtapose it to The Sopranos, which is the other show that was huge at the time. And maybe Oz, which is another show I've never seen. But um, yeah. where everything's so tonally specific and The Sopranos at least is, I mean, it's caricatures. It's the same, it's the same kind of uh, approach where, when you see the cops and Sopranos, they're talking the same way that they're talking in The Wire. They talk in oh. Law and Order and everything like that. Like everything is, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like where it's it's a paragraph. I, I'm going to say this and I'm, I'm going to get through my whole. Yeah. I these gotta, are the I lines I have. Lines in. Yeah, yeah, I got to get my lines in. Uh, that kind of thing. So it's not Noah Baumbach as far as like being realistic dialogue. That's your problem. Sure. Yeah. Is there okay. if I'm looking at what the hangups are? You know, that's that's hard to do. I, I mean, I'm just letting yeah. you know. Well, as a classically trained actor, that's very difficult to do. You're speaking to a classically trained actor as well. So I mean, I have a minor <laughs> in theater I know, arts. I know you okay. have a minor in theater arts, okay. Bobby. I'm you a, do as well. So yes. It's yeah. We're both classically <laughs> trained. Right. You may be a doctor, but we're both classically <laughs> trained actors. Okay. Um, exactly. So. But again, in a way that like the West Wing can be off-putting to people because it's it's that's kind of hyper. That, that's in, that's hyper realistic. I mean, not hyper. That's not even hyper real. That's not even that's not realistic. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what that's when I say Law and Order style. It's everyone has it's that community episode where it's ask or not the ask crack bandit, but uh, um, the where they yam. do the lawn they do the, the Law and Order the yam bit. Yeah, where yeah. everything is. God, that's good. But it's a stylistic thing. Everyone's saying. Like a yeah. full paragraph of their dialogue, and then we can't both say the one-liner kind of thing. It's and there wasn't necessarily the one-liners in the wire, the first three episodes at least, but there was enough yeah. of it where it's like, this is the tone that was set from all those. Law and Order wasn't a parody of itself at that time when the wire came out. Sure, and uh, I, NCIS, still, I still think CSI a good show probably. I have never I've, seen a complete episode. I've never I, seen more than five minutes. For of it. some reason, I don't know why. Like they started sh- clips started showing up in my YouTube feed mm-hmm. recently, and they're all like nine minutes long of Law and Order. Yeah, why? And it's, I don't know. That's stupid. But I've enjoyed it. <laughs> One thing that I'll we, watch it. I'll uh, watch it. My God, I'll watch a nine minute scene of you know courtroom. Yeah, why not? This is I'll the thing it. with. 
I'm a crazy. This person. is the yeah. This am is I a crazy person? Because I'll watch a nine minute Law and Order clip that out of context for me. And I want everyone listening to this take this incredibly personally. If yes. they if they okay. are listening to it, if you've watched one full episode of Law and Order, you are a crazy person. Oh, okay. if like it. Oh, really? This is insanity. It is garbage television. It's always been garbage oh, television. It's always oh, been garbage no. television. No, Bobby, no. CSI, NS, NCIS, no, no. the FBI, That's, all this stuff is garbage I, television. There's a totally different, there's a very different caliber between uh, between CSI and Law and Order. I, the, sure, there is a sure, golf. There's, that, a, there's but, a golf. It's a you know. But to it's say a that the wi- but to say that the wire does not fall into CSI and the uh, and Law and Order is, is ridiculous. No, because I mean, it totally falls into it. Okay, so absolute best television show ever produced in your opinion is Deadwood. Okay, no, 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 no. Oh no, no, it's dramatic television show. Best dramatic television show ever produced ever. Bobby Go. Best dramatic television show ever produced ever. Go. Huh. Sopranos. Sopranos? Yeah, probably. If I had to, if you're putting me on the spot. Mm, okay. I don't know. And, and answer me this. Riddle me this, Nathan. <laughs> Have you watched the entirety of The Sopranos? No. Exactly. Absolutely not. Yeah. I... So here's our here's our challenge. Yeah, this is the challenge? This is the challenge. You start watching The Sopranos, I start watching The Wire, and we give week-to-week updates. <sighs> we force ourselves. We, we give it to the audience. I have to have positive affirmation from somebody else besides you before I go marching down that dark hallway. I, I have to, you have to have more than one person tell you the Sopranos uh, is the I, best show, best dramatic te- television show. Yeah, I watched. I don't remember how many. I not the entire first season of the Sopranos, as like an adult, as mm-hmm. like somebody is just like, uh, man, I. Don't give a fuck. Like I don't, and that, and that's well, and that's uh, yeah. exactly how I felt about the my, wire. Well, the I mean, wire. I get, I get, I, uh, twice I've gone through the three first three episodes. Like I so don't care about anybody uh, at uh, all. That's at all. Do who am I supposed to? Oh, wow! Is Baltimore full of crime and drugs? Whoa, shocker! Is it going to change? Nope. Yeah, I, I like. I'm trying to think. Is of, it corrupt? Yeah, oh yeah, no. Oh my god! But it's a shocker, and it's an exploration of the corruption. Sure, not like the same way that The Sopranos is an exploration of New York and New Jersey crime families. I just operating I, in I the twenty first century like, world. Like six episodes, maybe of that first season of The Sopranos, and I was just like, oh, like I uh, okay, I just this goes into though, I don't changing someone's mind. Yeah, have you ever changed anybody's mind? And I think this is why I I'd be. Feel like, I feel like this would be. I, no, I'm like, hold on. Have I'm, I ever I'm changed your upon mind? This. Um, I, I've had my mind changed a hundred times. I like. I've had I, my I, mind I, changed, yeah, sure, but I, but have you? Have you? And I guess this is a good way to to like. I always feel like, have you changed someone's mind? Sure, yeah, probably. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, I used to think cilantro tasted like soap. Now I don't. Did anyone change my mind? No, but it just changed. Like it. That's what happened, right? Yeah. So to give context to it, I think it'd be a good thing. Like if I start watching The Wire and you start watching The Sopranos, we can at least go down the path and okay. give ourselves to it, right? And we, sure. we see it's not necessarily if we make each other change our minds, but if our minds are changed. But I, okay. I, was, drive, I was driving around thinking like, because I've had a number I've, I've overheard a number of super woke conversations where people are talking about <laughs> yeah. things that 
can you cannot come to a conclusion in any time or space. Sure. Especially with two people that have no power whatsoever in the world. It's just opinion versus opinion, right? Listen, uh, that bartender had a lot of power. Come on. <laughs> so but but it brought up it brought it brought up can you change someone's mind in dialogue? Can you can someone truly like change someone's mind and be like, you know what? You've made enough points. I my mind's changed. You're right. Yeah, that it's, it's hard. It's hard to quantify. The, it, the problem is that everybody, and I say everybody, and I mean that, is incredibly defensive. Everybody. Mm-hmm does not want to be wrong well you you don't like the sopranos for the same reason i don't like the wire but we're sitting here saying the same thing right to each other and i'm and that's a if just to quantify it would would you would i disagree would i agree that the sopranos is a good show yes sure you would disagree that no i would i would agree you would agree i i agree the sopranos is a good show um is it good for me? Maybe not. But that's I'd, my exact approach to the wire. Do I believe you when you say the wire is a good show? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I believe okay. you that, that you that you think the wire is a good show. Is everything that you think is good going to be a hundred percent good to me? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense in the world because no. there's of course there's going to be things. I think Trailer Park Boys is a good show to an extent. You I, don't watch. I the, think. Well, no. What are you talking? I watched three seasons. Sure. Of trailer park and boys, would, and then I'm like, okay, I get it. You, you guys, you did your bit. Mm-hmm. You've done your bit. Yeah. You then you redid your bit. Yeah. And now I'm done. And it's a valid <laughs> Now do I now do I allow them more leash than you do? Like in that, sure. But that doesn't mean that to the point of seven seasons. Yeah. <laughs> and and going into uh, what's his name uh, hamburger party. Uh, I did go to uh, Randy's cheeseburger, <laughs> Randy's picnic, cheeseburger which was totally <laughs> worth it. Absolutely, not worth the ten dollars cheeseburgers they were selling. I was going to say, like, how much did you pay? To- I didn't pay for a cheeseburger. No. Did you? Was it a free show? No, 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 no. It was. How much did it cost to go see Randy's cheeseburger picnic? Uh, twenty bucks a ticket. Okay. Yeah. That's what you would pay. Yeah. To go no, it was worth it. Randy's it was totally worth it. Picnic. It was totally worth it. Yeah. As I hear, like tonight, guys, like we we stopped down at the bar at a bar. On the before the show, mm-hmm. and the guy's like, "Hey, here's you know we're talking about music and you know and whatnot." And he's like, "Hey, uh, here's a show you guys might be interested in. Toad and the Wet Sprocket is going to be <laughs> coming yeah. here." And it's just like, "What?" Like the lead singer of the Toad lead and singer of Toad and the Red Spot Wet Sprocket. And I'm like, "How did you come to this conclusion that Bobby and I yeah. would be interested in Toad the Wet Sprocket?" I mean. I feel like I mentioned Toad of the Wet Sprocket like recently on a podcast, but I mean, look, it, would it, I? Is that more it, intriguing it, than a lot of bands you could have mentioned? Sure. If anybody could, like, I could not name a single Toad of the Wet Sprocket song. Uh, like, I know that David Letterman really enjoyed him, but that's about that's about it. Like, that's all I could remember. Okay. I could not tell you a single Toad in the Wet Sprocket song. So this is a, uh, let's think here. We just looked it up. Because there's another band um, that I always get them confused with, and I cannot think of it. It's not the same band, but um, Toad and the Wet, Toad the Wet Sprocket takes his name. Because that's what I always thought. It's Toad the Wet Sprocket. It's not Toad and the Wet Sprocket. Oh. It's Toad the Wet Sprocket. And Oh, Toad um, and the Wet Sprocket. It's Toad the Wet Sprocket. Huh. This is a real uh, <laughs> hunt for the Red October. 
Um, for Red October, or is it? The, I, I I still don't remember. <laughs> Walk on the ocean. Nope. All I want. Something's always wrong. Fall down. Good intentions. Um, so they nope. had chart success with those. I think Walk on the Ocean might have been their biggest hit. Nineteen ninety one. I was too busy to listen to uh, Use Your Illusion. <laughs> and being Just, and being seven. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's commercial like, breakthrough. Um. Yeah, all I want and walk on the ocean reached the top twenty of the Billboard top uh, top one hundred. It was it's a recording industry uh, association certified platinum. So they they have that going. Oh, on. it was uh, it was in uh, so I married an axe murderer. Included the song brother. Huh. Okay, so you probably know it from that. You probably that's uh, probably the song. When was the last time you watched so I married an axe murderer? It's been a long. It, time. it holds up. Does it? It does. I, I just. I remember watching it as uh, came out in '93 as a ten-year-old saying, "I I was expecting something a little bit more along the lines of Wayne's World." It's um, and I'm not I'm not there. I, it's interesting when you look back at it because I think we've watched this movie within the last two years. So when you look at the Harry Met Sallys of the world and the yeah. rom- the rom coms yeah. of the Tom Hanks and the Billy Crystals and all that stuff of the world, and then you're like. This is Mike Myers' take sure. on a rom com. Oh, I could say that. I and I'm like, that. in that ju- juxtaposition, is like, oh, okay, I accept this. Okay. This is perfectly fine. I'll accept this. It's not as nutty, professor, you know, as yes. you know, yeah. him yeah. playing multiple yeah. characters. Um, but it's all it has tinges of it, of course. But it's also the the soundtrack is totally '90s. It's it's a time yeah. and place. Like he's a beat poet. Like uh, no, in, the, in San Francisco, like uh, he, he's not. He goes to a beat poetry. He thing. does beat poetry. Oh, he does. Yeah. I just remember because he like, talks like this. And I remember he does his. Thing I can still with, do it. <laughs> woman. Yeah. Woman. She was a thief. You got to believe. Yeah. She stole my heart and my cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why I'm able to recall that? Yeah. I don't know. So he performed it. Also, also there's a lovely scene where they go to Alcatraz, mm-hmm. and Phil Hartman is a park ranger. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you guys want to know some real shit? <laughs> Just <laughs> right over here, this is where Mickey Spelugi said this. And he's like, yeah, you got to take this whole thing. He's like, nah. And then he ripped out his throat, and, you know, <laughs> they're like, I remember that being humorous. Yeah. But- no, it's uh, him uh, when Mike Myers is playing the dad. And he's uh, he berates the young child. Yeah, he berates. He's like, "Oh, go to a gigantic melon, giant head. I can't see anything." Yeah. That's that's a funny that that actually held up quite a bit. Uh, um, no, so, um, in, if you okay. look at it in that light, it's a funny. It's like we we have to make a rom com, right? Just put yourself in Mike yeah, Myers oh, yeah, in nineteen ninety two, right? Yeah, something like that. Because um, ninety three. No, well, ninety two. That's when but didn't. You're coming off Wayne's World. Didn't Wayne's World come out in 92? Yeah, I mean, he was coming off Wayne's World. This is absolutely... Right? We're going to look up Mike Myers. Just Let's just roll through Mike Myers real quick. But yeah, he's. this is like... Again, you're meeting with your agents, your, your writing team, and yeah. everything. You're like, well, we need something that wouldn't really like, be uh, hey, popular. Top four, let's go through the top four real quick. Austin Powers. No, four. no, uh, no. Known He's for. known for Ooh. Austin Powers. This is garbage. Austin Powers, uh, Spice uh, Shagney. <laughs> that's the second one. Gold Member, that's the third one. 
Austin Powers International Man. That's the first one. And then finally, The Love Guru. I don't think anybody knows Mike Myers as The Love Guru. No. I I have a real problem with this. I have a real I, I problem with this. Like, we're starting to hone in on what's going on with- With the known four with the on the known IMDb. fours. Because first off, I put- Wayne's World, for sure, right? It needs to sure. be peppered in yeah. here, right? Okay, yeah. we're not. We're going to ignore that. Shrek. Shrek. Where's Shrek? Where's Shrek in all this? The Love Guru? Yeah. What are you talking the about? The Love Guru. What, why? Did you ever watch The Love Guru? No, I've never. No, I never did. Maybe we're missing out. Who knew? Yeah. That'll be our challenge, too. <laughs> we'll start off. Maybe that's what we need to do. Instead of movie nights, we'll have a movie challenge. Yeah. Like, we have to, okay, we're we have to watch this movie. get through fucking. Get through The Love Guru. Love Guru. Okay, so let's okay, go down. Let's go all the way Wayne's down. World. Okay. Wayne's World 92. 92. Yeah. That's yep. what I said. Yeah. I know. And then 93 was so I married an action motor. And I really do think if you're in the in the room, you're trying to think of like well we need what Wayne's World sell. was great, but we need something that can sell and we need something that yeah. can get to, you know, more of a diverse audience. And I don't think it did. No, of course not. No. Yeah. That's why they had to make Wayne's World 2 on top of it. Yeah. Same I, year. Yeah. And then he it took disappeared f- for 4 years. 4 years. When did he leave? SNL. That's Before it. that. So let's scroll down. Where's uh where's Saturday Night Live? Or let's in here. Let's go up. because uh, it should oh shit. No, it wouldn't be. Yeah, shouldn't it? Let's go writers. How about that? He would have been a writer. Yeah. Saturday Night Live ninety is No. So he wrote one episode in nineteen ninety two. That's interesting. So he left in ninety. He was probably there. No, he didn't leave in ninety. Oh, it's his last writing credit. Oh man, do you remember it, that? It, it, is it, is it possible? That stellar episode of uh, of SNL where Corbin Burnson hosted with the Smithereens as the guest. <laughs> do you? I love that? Corbin Burnson, and I've probably <laughs> seen that episode or honestly. Because, like, so as a kid, as a kid, like Comedy Central would play Saturday Night Live. All oh, the time, right? All the time, yeah. right? It would just be on yeah. all the time, and I would watch it all the time. I yeah. would watch all every time Comedy Central was on, or every time SNL was on. But I hated, hated every musical act that would ever play on <laughs> SNL. It would just, I, I would be like, "This is the most boring part of the show." My God, what are we doing? Yeah. This is stupid. This sure. is stupid. Until, and I remember it as clear as day. Until Men at Work were on SNL. Men at Work. Yeah. Okay. So as a re, this is a rerun. Oh, yeah, this yeah, yeah this yeah, is this yeah. is they were playing like eighties. Yeah, they weren't even playing early nineties. Honestly, yeah, this is like you know Robert sure. Downey Jr. Yeah, uh, SNL garbage, yeah, garbage stuff. And then the music would be like, oh my god. As a kid, I'd just be like, oh my god, what's until Men at Work played, yeah. and I was like, oh well, that band was actually pretty good. I like mm. that. Well, that was that was fun. They had like all the construction stuff out. I don't know if it was the aesthetic or just the the talented sure. Men at Work, but yeah. Um, then I was like, "Well, okay, I can watch that." And I would like to think that's what kind of opened music up in my eye or my in my heart a little bit. Men at work on SNL. There was a band called the Nodding Hillbillies that was a guest musical guest on Saturday Night Live with Candace Bergen. With Candace Bergen, fucking Murphy Law. What? Uh, yeah, Murphy Law. Murphy's Murphy's Law. Murphy Law. Murphy Law. Uh. Uh, uh oh! This said uh, selected sketches are Toonce's the cat who could drive a car. I thought that was a, I always enjoyed that bit. Yeah, Toonce, yeah. that's a, that's a good bit. And uh, yeah, 
Anyway, SNL musical acts, uh, SNL. especially in the 80s, yeah. really sucked. Greg Daniels was a writer also. Yep. Uh, the Office. From The Office, yeah. Go, see full summary. There's The Tonight Show, Wayne's World, and Once Upon a Time. Eh. For clearance reasons, episodes have been edited from the original versions. Okay. Interesting. Candace Bergen. Uh, you know, that's who I want to host. Can you imagine saying, oh, you got this hit show on CBS. Let's get you over on a host. And I watched a lot of Murphy Brown as a child. I did not. Yeah, Murphy Brown. That's what the name of the program. I never. Did we say Murphy Law? I did. I said uh, Murphy Law. Murphy Brown. Yeah. Which is, I mean, yeah. shows how much I care about Candace <laughs> Bergen. There was all those TV shows, L.A. Law, Murphy Brown, yeah. uh, Carbon Brinson was on. Yep, Carbon Brinson. <laughs> Uh, there's, well, I don't have to tell my stupid fantasy baseball team name that deals with Cor- Corbin Burnson. But oh yeah, what's your Corbin Burnson? There's there's a baseball player named Corbin Burns. Yeah, and I think it's a funny team name for any fantasy team name to be Corbin Burns' son. Enter crickets, and then you get to bring in Corbin Burnson. Okay. I just think it's funny that there's a person named Corbin Burns, Burns. Yeah. which is way too close to Corbin Cor- Burnson. Yeah, like your name's Burnson, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, Corbin, we need to do, we need to do this." We're gonna in they we're gonna invite the comparison. Sure. I mean, really, I mean, think about if you had a last name that I mean, you don't have a last name that's anyone famous. I don't have a last name that's anyone famous. Yeah. Right. So we don't live in the world of like. Well, we can't except do that. For you, except for you did bring up, you know, what's it called? The My keeping the faith. Oh, well, the, the fictional far character. Too, far too many times. The, <laughs> the fictional character <laughs> of keeping the Rabbi faith. Rabbi yeah. Shram. Rabbi yeah. Shram, yeah. Well, Tex Shram uh, was the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. And oh. uh, we are. Is that with two M's? It, I believe it is with two M's because I think we are somewhat related if my aunt's uh, family tree is correct. Yeah, Tex Shram with two M's. Double M. I wish I had a cool name like Tex. Well, see, now if I had a if I had a son and I yeah. named him Tex Shram, yeah. I would be inviting the comparison. I wouldn't, right. you know. Right. I just Texas Ernest Shram, like Junior. He went to UT. He's a uh, Phi Kappa Psi, by the way. Mm-hmm. Is that FYI? This Phi- is all, this yeah. all I need to know. Yeah, so I, I think he is, we are related at some point. Also, the Bradfords from the Mayflower, we yeah. are related as well. Like the whole, the just early, so you know, the early days of owning an F- NFL team are—it's a fascinating, fascinating time. Like, yeah, just, highly speculative market. Just, just like, yeah, sure, I can. I guess I'll, you know, buy into this. It's also interesting because like, again, shitty I give a little thing, and I'm gonna barely give a fuck about it. Well, and I've said this before. I, Anchorman 2 I'm going to spend yeah. two Will Ferrell movies here real quick Go like on Anchorman 2 Got it right about 24 hour news yeah. cycles yes. Okay yep. And then uh, uh, What was it uh, Semi Pro yeah. Nailed it about owning Like a t- <laughs> uh, owning yeah. a team And like how fucking difficult it was And it's a cash cow When you get into the system But until then It's a hustle And yeah. um, So we We had a belated Mother's Day gathering yesterday And my brother-in-law Was talking about this book Uh the guy that wrote Moneyball, I forget his name. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember authors' names. That's just something. But that, you know the that, you know the book Moneyball. Yes, right? I'm that was familiar. turned into the, yeah, yeah. the Brad Pitt yeah. and Jonah Hill vehicle. Yeah, Moneyball. Right? So he wrote another book about um, the racket 
that is youth sports and like how much money people can make getting into oh, like leagues. AAU and shit. Yeah. Correct. Getting onto like traveling teams and yeah. creating tournaments and everything like that. Yeah. And I remember experiencing this like when I was a kid and like, um, you know, you'd play for your city league or you play for, you know, right. municipality right. or anything right. like that. Right. But you would, when you go to play tournaments and when you go to, you yeah. know, you're going to a tournament now, if you're good enough, you can get onto a traveling team. If you got onto the traveling team, that's what you, you, that was your life. Like you just lived it. Once again, taking shit way too seriously. Correct. But everybody who's on a traveling team right. and their parents. But that's the only way to get into only way to get your foot in the door. And they had uh, apparently examples without listening or reading the book. I don't really have it, but like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to it. Um, but, uh, lacrosse and, uh, basketball, baseball, um, and then soccer, volleyball, all these things like where, if you want to do anything and a lot of, a lot of it was basically if you want to get into, um, if you want a scholarship, if you want to get into a good college, yeah. Like if you want to get into a good college and you want a way to get your foot in the door that's not just academic based or skin color based yeah. or diversity based or anything like that. It's like, well, if you get into this baseball tournament team, like you can go to this SEC school or you can go to this, you know, oh. uh, ACC school or whatever. Sure. You know? you know, Vanderbilt's great school, you know, in ten, Yeah. But it's also a baseball powerhouse. So it is. Yeah. And I don't care about at, college ba- baseball at, at all. I was going to say, who gives a fuck about college baseball? I mean, I the only thing I enjoy Way is too many people. I enjoy the idea that they play uh, the you know College World Series in Omaha. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. But they were also but, talking about, and I got, I I'll listen to the book and stuff to corroborate it, but people like hosting a volleyball tournament over a weekend and clearing a million dollars because- That's a fucking racket. Right. And- yeah. And the, what he was saying, and again, this is all just what he was saying, but that it's recession proof. Like people would rather stop going out to dinner. They would rather, you know, cut back on spending than stop paying for their children's athletics and yeah. stop paying for. Because they see it as a way out. If they see it as they a way it, out or they see, they see it, as, it a as a way to save go. money in the future. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, no. I'm going to invest or, in Johnny because he's a left handed pitcher. Sure. And uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. he's going to be he's going to make it big. And then. And then I'm set then for I'm life, set. right? That's horseshit. Is, is that worth not going out to Applebee's two, two nights a week or something like that? Sure. Who's absolutely. going to Applebee's two nights a week? A lot more people than God. Think. When was the last time you went to Applebee's? Went to Applebee's? Yeah, Applebee's. Yeah. Stepped foot in an Applebee's? Is that, uh, is that when you went uh, to the Neil Young concert? Or not Neil Young. Uh, Ooh, what, yeah, what, co- what, co- Look what concert? Look at you in your memory. Yeah, yeah what what was concert? Neil Young. It was wow. a Neil Young concert that you like. Got, s- you you went you uh-huh. ate at a Applebee's. No, I, I got a drink. drink. I got a drink at an Applebee's, uh-huh. and then everybody's like, "Yeah, let's. You should. Totally you should totally go, do go, this. Go, go I was see talking Neil. to seeing Neil Young at an Applebee's. I'm trying <laughs> to think. I think God, that's that a mean... shitty short story if I've ever heard one. It might have been the last time. It might have been. I cannot I think cannot, of another time. I could not tell you the last time I went to an Applebee's. It's, I can. So it was Neil Young was performing at the University of Minnesota. <laughs> it, it might be ten years plus. Um, yeah. No. So that was uh, that was that was interesting because it is getting sure. into that yeah. that inner world of and the and, and the interesting thing was that football was the the holdout basically like the there are no traveling teams there are no traveling traveling teams right yeah. and a lot of it came down to. Um, you know, the ability why? to f- afford. Well, well, I, I, I'm going to tell you why. You can tell me I'm why, and I why. will tell you if you're right or wrong. Because you can't play multiple fucking games 
in a weekend. You can't have probably has something to do with you it. can't have a traveling team come in and play eight games over the course of three days like you could with volleyball, baseball, basketball. That's why. That's it's a it's a very uh, interesting point. Also, the the fees to get into the leagues, yeah, not everyone can afford, sure. and so it leaves behind. And this is the this is what the book said. So the the fees left behind kids that could not afford yeah. to pay the fees, yeah. leaving good athletes that just could not afford the yeah. fees. So now they're in the school system, and what is so closely tied to football from the grade school, high school, and college level, what's the what's the one sport that's so closely tied to those? Uh, football, football yeah. right? So then you get, yeah, yeah, well, then you get the the best, or you get some of the best athletes at yeah. least, right? You but get a chance. You get a chance at them, right? Yeah. And that you can turn them into whatever. Right. And hopefully. Sure. And then it becomes, and I, I also think the other side of the coin that's not mentioned in the book is that football in high school and college is so ingrained. It's so ingrained. It's not like, it's not like uh, baseball or basketball or anything like that. Cause, where, well, you know why? Because you can't do a pickup football game. True. You're, you're not wrong. You you're can't, not wrong. I mean, it's, like, I've done, I mean, we, I've done some aggressive, you know, semi tackle. I remember we did that a couple of times, like in high school, mm-hmm. you know, in junior high. Hey, we're going to do uh, some, you know, you know, not full tackle, but, you know, without pads, mm-hmm. you know, let's do, let's do it. Let's do a pickup football game. And it's, it was rough. I mean, it was fucking. Yeah. You're, you're right that you can't get as many games in for sure. But I think it's more, I think it is more or less like that you get people. The institutions are there again. When you look at like Texas or the South, when how even in even in Iowa, like how much they value football, like how much yeah. high schools value football, it's it's sure. t- taking things way too seriously for sure. And and we get a small little version of it, it but down south they take football very seriously. It's oh, yeah. on par. I mean, it's the reason why you talk about professional sports teams not being down south. It's because. Football on all levels is so much more important than a baseball team in yeah. New Orleans, right? Or yeah, I, I mean, there's also just it's now there's more baseball happening in the South just because they can play longer. And, and that's and that's when we moved. So we moved from Florida to Iowa when I yeah. was seven, seven or eight years old. I think I was seven, turning eight. But anyway, we like I did not understand at that time that moving from Florida to Iowa was basically a death nail yeah. for me to play baseball for my career. Like, yeah. I, or otherwise going on to traveling team. Who's thinking about that? Who's thinking about like, crazy parents? If my dad it, it, really wanted me to be a baseball player the way that he wanted me to be a baseball player, he would not have moved from Florida to Iowa because you can't play baseball. You can't play year round. You can't play year round. Yeah. And that's, that is a huge hindrance. You can name the amount of, famous baseball players from Iowa, you know, on a very short list. If I pulled up the famous baseball players from Florida, we'd be here all night. Oh, well, we got, uh, got Bullet Bob Feller. Bullet Bob Feller? Michael Waka, the Tampa Bay Rays right now, I think, is oh. born in Iowa City and then moved to uh, uh, Texas. Who's, who's the guy, uh, uh, not Chad, um, who's the guy? He's a pitcher for the Cubs. Uh, Colin Ray. No. This was, uh, I think, early 2000s um or maybe he just maybe he just pitched uh he just uh, felt like he was from iowa or like he spent like a lot of time (laughs) with the iowa cubs Cubs. maybe maybe Mm -hmm. that's what it was uh chat in a chat or or something Mm. 
he was he was the guy who he had like uh, a like a shit ton of uh, strikeouts. Like he, you're not talking about Kerry Wood, are you? Kerry Wood. Yeah, Kerry Wood's not from Iowa. He spent a shit ton of time in the AAA farm. Sure. At, at the Iowa Cubs. Okay. So and he was like, but he's not from Iowa. But he's not from Iowa. No, I, that's he's it. from Texas. Okay. He's from Teos. Where again, you can play baseball. You can play year baseball year round. Yeah. And when I'm looking back at my resentment of living in Iowa, that's that's the thing. Oh, jeez. Oh, it, it ate at me. I hated it. I hated it when I realized that was the fact. And because my dad would also tell me, like, well, you know, yeah, you're not going to. Yeah, nothing's going to happen because you're not going to do like because we can't do this and can't pull you around. I was like, well, the fuck? Why the fuck we move? Like, what the hell? Well, the schools are bad and everything like that. I was like, well, yeah. Fight, dad, you couldn't find a good school in Florida. And it. Like yeah, I don't remember the schools is, being bad. Is, I went to a really fucking nice public school, Alamakani in Jacksonville, Florida. That's difficult. But yeah, again, it's like, well, fuck. Like I, I, I now I can't do the yeah. thing that I want to do. And I, it was it was very frustrating as a kid. And so winter, and not only just being cold, but just yeah. hated being in winter and not being able to play baseball. I wanted to play baseball. I, I mean, granted, I never I have I lived anywhere else in my life. Mm-hmm. Clearly. I've never resented <laughs> living in Iowa. Like, I love Iowa. I do. I think it's an interesting place. I appreciate Iowa more now than I ever have in my life. But, oh, good. Um, Thank you. But, again, think about it. Moving from, I was I was living- Jacksonville, Florida. As a kid, yeah. It's as a kid awesome. that you don't understand, that's the armpit of Florida. It's not the armpit of Florida. That's like uh, the panhandle. It's like- uh, Pensacola. Pensacola, yeah. Pensacola. Which is- Better than most parts of Iowa, I'll say. Uh, really? Is it? Yeah, absolutely. Know. At least you got the Gulf. <laughs> you know, we golf here. No, the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, they got water. Oh, golf. You got the Gulf. Gulf. Sorry, golf. and golf as well. You got golf. Yeah, no. Like, Jacksonville is on the Atlantic side. Yeah, so, I, I yeah. know where Jacksonville yeah. is at. So yeah, no, it was a short drive. I mean, we go to the beach every weekend. It was fantastic. I knew nothing else. I was like, oh, we get, going to the beach was like. We could go down to Disney World. Like, I mean, we yeah. only did it a handful of times, but like, we could go yeah. down, drive down to Disney World. That's yeah. fantastic as sure. a child. And then you're like, um, here's Adventureland. And you're like, Adventureland is, as an adult, I realize just how sad. I, and I don't like, and I question is it m- me with my adult glasses on seeing the sadness? Or has it become more run down? That's that's the tricky. That's that's a really that's tricky slope. question. It's like, well, um, hmm. well, I, as compared to, so we went to we went to Adventureland. For, for everyone that's not from Iowa, is Adventureland a, is a regional small amusement small park. small amusement park it's not a theme park no it's an amusement it's park. an amusement park. it has roller coasters and rides and carnival games year yeah. r- for a period oh, no. of time not may, for year round may but, to october maybe yeah. september yeah i i can't remember there's millions but well, there's hundreds of them across the country yeah it's it's a it's a shitty not shitty it's a small it's a shitty. small theme park and it's built on astroturf or on uh, asphalt. Everything is fucking asphalt. Uh, yeah. Well, I say that as compared. So for me, as mm-hmm. compared to, so we spent a lot of time at Adventureland. Not like we would go to Adventureland once a year. Mm-hmm. Usually, it was, um, you know, we that's something we would do. Um, not sometimes as a family, sometimes just like as a class trip. I th- no, did I ever go as a class trip? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. 
I went once in my life, so yeah. you're talking to the wrong guy. I, I'm trying to remember. Uh, and then also we went to a lot of times as children, Silver Dollar City mm-hmm. in Branson, Missouri. Again, another place I've never been. Silver Dollar City has like had a. It was later purchased by I'm trying to remember the name of the company. The same company that owns Dollywood. Yeah. And uh, if you're trying to yeah, if you've ever been to Dollywood, uh, we're thinking of similar things like okay. This. No, this no. Is, so no, it's it's night and day. Like between. Have so you been to Dollywood? I haven't been to Dollywood. Okay, so what I'm but having been to Dollywood in Adventureland, whatever you're describing, is in between those two things. Dolly, is, Dollywood is. I, I'm guessing a hundred percent better than Adventureland, like night yeah. and day. Night, but uh, like, not too far off from Adventureland in uh, in general. I think it's. I think it's better. I think it's I'm, better. I, I'm guessing it's. You're a not lot, listening. I'm to guessing me. it's a lot. You're better. not listening to me. It's better, but yeah. it's not too far off. They're all the same thing. It's and, not Six Flags. It's not uh, Disney World. I like. So I remember I went to. I went to Six Flags St. Louis twice i've been there twice once as like a 12 year old 13 year old and thinking oh this is this is nice this is good uh and then second was a as an adult and with my kids i'm like this place is fucking rough comparatively and mm-hmm. i don't know if it's because it was the, it was opening day uh or like a baseball uh, no of the, of the of the park oh <laughs> uh, Open, there's only opening day baseball yeah, in yeah. My world. and then like I think also I went to Universal Studios like maybe the year before, mm-hmm. and I was just like, never ah, been either. Yeah, it's lovely. It's yeah. like just it's really night and day. I have so, n- so, so, wait, wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. So before we get to this, finish your point. Okay. Finish your point. My on... my point is that <clears throat> Silver Dollar City has had a shit ton of investment in it, and has added just new attraction after new attraction after new attraction, refurbishing old attractions. Uh, you know the old favorites that people love and have, you know, been there since, you know, the 1970s, putting money into it. And uh, in Adventureland, it's just like th- that peeling paint's gotten a little bit more peeled. It's kind of like owning an NFL team or a basketball team in the <sighs> yeah, early days. Yeah, I think like, so. Yeah. Like, it's like the oh, weed is going to separate from the shaft. And like, it's, and they have added new attractions over the years, but nothing, but... They also, I mean, it's like retired old players that are yeah, like, showing up. So, the, the there's probably the oldest roller coaster at Adventureland is this thing called the Tornado. Yes. And it's an old, old wooden roller coaster and it's rough as fuck. Like, it is, it, like, you, I would not recommend you with you and your back problems. I, I know I, I mm-hmm. signed that HIPAA re- agreement, yeah. but you with your back problems. <laughs> I would not recommend that you go on to the tornado because it just beats the fuck out of you. Because it's a, a all wooden roller coasters are rough. They're right. they're, they're not smooth, ever. I wouldn't uh, ride on one uh, anymore. And it's just like, like as a kid, I remember as a kid, like first time I going going on it, and I literally thought I was gonna die because I didn't see that the you know it's. You thought you were gonna die as a child? Yeah. Oh. Okay, but you would do it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did a hundred. Well, the why I died. So here's the, the old classic roller coasters. They do a loop. It's you know it's basically out and back. That's just what old roller coasters do. And so the return track. I was going down the like uh, the big hill, mm-hmm. and I'm going down, and I look, I look down, and I see that I see a track, and it's 
all the way over here. It's all the way to the left. Oh, <laughs> so it was like a move track, like. Well, no, no, like there's two, there's two tracks, and okay. I didn't see the one because there's cars in oh, front okay, of me. Gotcha, I, I gotcha. didn't see the one that that we were on. Gotcha. I only saw the one that we're going to be riding on the way. It back. wasn't a path to nowhere. No, I was okay. just like, holy fuck, uh, there is. Uh, we are clearly off the track. I am dead. I am dying. And, and how old are you at this point? Uh, I was probably nine. Okay. And I'm like, I'm dying. I'm dead. Huh. And I've accepted this, and that's what it is. And it's like, oh, and then, oh, oh f- silly me. No, that was just, that was a different track. Whoops. I've never been on I guess I could live with I, our, I, without our I could live with that. Oh, no, 40 years. I, I accepted death. I accepted it. Well, that's I, good. I accept, like, I accept it. I guess like, that's part of being okay I, with death I over I don't want to embrace, misery. you know, I... You, know, you don't I, want to embrace it, but you want to accept. You I can ex- accept it. I accept my circumstances. Interesting show title. <laughs> that's that's, that's okay. what ha- that's what happens. Here. Okay, timestamp this one. <laughs> I accept. I accept what life gives me. Interesting. I accept it, and I'm going to live with it. I am going to live for the next ten seconds, knowing that I'm going to die. Huh. That's okay. Now let's expand <laughs> upon this because this is interesting. Accepting ex- accepting your circumstances. Now there's. Yeah. And I, I don't embrace death. I don't. No, well, it's not even just death. Would you say on all accounts that you accept your circumstance, your circumstances? Um, yeah. Well, I accept. I accept what I've been given. I accept. Hmm. I accept what this has is, happened. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit there and say I'm not going to wallow in it. I, I'm not going to wallow in it. I'm not going to. I, I'm not not fight it. Is not the right word. I, do I want my circumstances in life to be better? Yes, of course. I'm always going to be trying to work to make my life a, as best as it can be. Well, that's where, I guess that's where I'm coming from. It's like um, accepting versus challenging, I guess, or like uh, ex- trying to, um, trying not to make better, but trying to just explore and have not just accepting your circumstances, like challenging your circumstances saying like, okay, this is what, this is what it is, but I want this. And how do I get this? You know, uh, kind yeah. of thing, which is, I, I mean, we might be getting caught, like caught up, like ships passing through the night here in the, sure. in the, top, yeah. in the situation, yeah. but it seems like complacency and don't get loaded word, sure. right? Yeah. Complacency yes. versus, Honored. uh, um, drive for right. lack of a better word. I, I, Every day I want to have a better situation. I want to be able to have a better outcome mm-hmm. on my life. Now, what I don't want is to have an adversarial relationship with the cards I've been given. You know, I was That's not fair. I That's was fair. No, I did not give I was not born into a household full of wealth. Mm-hmm. I was not born in I you know, we came and we had all kinds of hardships as as a child. I've had, you know, like you know, me knocking at my wife uh, at the age of twenty-one. <laughs> well, that's how you <laughs> get someone to love you. Hey, that's how you get somebody to love you. Uh, you know that is that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not going to sit there and have an adversarial relationship with the things that occurred in my life mm-hmm. that I had no not, not no control over with my wife. But, mm-hmm. uh, no. <laughs> you know what what has happened? Yeah. What has happened in my life? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to sit there and fight things that have already happened. I, I'm not. A, I'm, not I, I'm not worried about that. What I'm. What I'm hearing is like kind of a, a micro approach to a macro result kind of thing. Like sure. Your micro. Yeah. Like you're not going to worry about the micro, right? Like shit right. happens, kind of thing. Shit you happens. Know, right? And that's fair. There's and a gazillion. Fair. There's a gazillion things in your life that but, you don't get, get 
get to control. But do you also think though that too? Let like you people... can set, set yourself up for a success. A hundred percent. But do you think though there's a problem with people though, like or not a problem, but like do you think there are people in the world that accept what life has like handle uh, hands them and have complacency and then then have complacency and then they just then they wake up and they're 50 right because that's something that i've always been scared of i i think so i i understand i don't necessarily i don't feel like that's me i i don't don't think that's you that's not what i'm saying right i'm it's it's your you know uh everything f- f- washes off your back kind of thing like that like nothing really bothers me the, the, kind of thing right. can create it just by I don't see, I I don't th- so there's there's a difference between well what are you going to do what are you, how are you going to yeah, yeah kind what of are, what's talking gonna, about I mean, the weather situation what am I going to do how am I going to even get past that? I can't get ahead I can't do this well I'm um, not saying you're creating excuses yeah, no, well, no, because you're I'm not saying, lamenting about what you and don't that's, have and that's what I don't want yeah. I don't want to lament because right. Okay, what what was I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. What can I do about that? I can't do anything about that. So let's just keep moving forward. Yeah. We're gonna keep going forward. We're gonna be happy. N- not we're gonna be happy. We're gonna no, but we're gonna. I <sighs> I do think most things work out. Most things work out the way they need to work out. They need to work out. The amount of time I've had, you know, my, that's a hard lesson to my, learn. Though my back up against the wall, you know, I've got a, it's a real time crunch. It's this or that, or like you know. I'm in the middle of a live production and everything fucking falls apart. Mm-hmm. And that's happened on so many occasions mm-hmm. because that's just the nature of the, the points of failure in life are huge. Yeah. So what do you do? Do you sit there? Oh my God. Uh, and just get locked up mm-hmm. and just can't move forward because you are so you're, you're, uh, you're focusing on all the things that have gone wrong. Mm-hmm. No, it's just, Okay. That's not working. That's not working. That's not working. Okay, what is working? How do we make? And what can we do? How can we pivot and change and adapt and change, mm-hmm. and get us to a point where we are working? And that's and that's the way mm-hmm. I live my life. Is I'm gonna have all kinds of garbage thrown at me because that's what life is. Life is full of disappointment. Yeah. It's full of all kinds of ad. I mean, uh, it was disadvantages. All kinds of um, you know bad things happen. Random and, happenstance. A hundred percent. And what do you do with it? You sit there and say, well, okay, whatever. That's the thing. I, now that's that's part of my equation now. How do I live with that being in my equation? Mm-hmm. And not, oh, I'm done. I can't do this. I can't fix this. I can't do that. I can't do this. Yeah. Well, and that's where I go back to hope for the best plan for the worst. I don't think that's a bad thing to, you're always, you, you, you can have an idea that, Right. Everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. It doesn't yeah. mean that shitty things aren't going to happen, you know? It doesn't mean that things that you can't think about the bad things that are going to happen or that could happen uh, and uh, then be prepared for them. I mean, right. And and, and, that's, and I and I and I get what you're saying. And yeah. and I do I do, I think that there's a difference between planning for the worst like how do you how do you plan for I think it's how I, how do you plan for the worst without living in that idea of being in the worst. And that's where that, I, that's, that's I feel, tough. yeah, it, it is tough for sure. But again, it's like being aware of the worst case scenario and learning to process that is, is a learned trait. Like yeah. you do have to learn how to do that and you do have to learn how to compartmentalize. Cause again, like, so like when we were going through, we had to go through a three year lawsuit yeah. with, with our car accident. Yeah. Right? And that was, a lot of unknown, a lot of shitty stuff. Sure. And that was a lot of days of just waking up with what 
I can only describe as what would be uh, not what having I would, use of your limbs. Well, <laughs> like an ulcer, basically. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. ba- basically, waking up like with a pit in my stomach, um, c- acid reflux. Yeah. Like couldn't waking up in the middle of the night, shit like that. Like sure. all these things, worrying about what what could happen. Right. So for better or worse, I had to learn how to compartmentalize the worst case scenario. Like the worst case scenario that we're just going through all this and we're going to get fucked out of yeah. everything and nothing's really going to happen like and how do you live with that what are you going to do yeah well and we were in a state of limbo there was all these all these different things that aren't even sure. worth getting into but it was learning how to compartmentalize like yes this is the worst thing that could happen you definitely can't live in the best thing but you can't you can't live in the world as this is what's going to happen this is all sunny y- yes right cuz this y- is going to right you will get punched in the face 100% of the time because life that, is, that is constantly life. going to shit on you right so that's, that's where, what happens. That's but, life. But that where that was the time period though was where I learned how to um, recognize what is the worst thing that could possibly happen, and slowly over time learned how to live with this is the worst thing that could happen, but this is how we're going to deal with things as they happen to us. Because that's the thing about it. Like yeah. the worst thing never happened. The worst thing that could <laughs> happen never happened. And it usually doesn't. It usually doesn't, but sometimes it does. And for us, in this specific situation, yeah. the car accident was the worst thing that happened. But that doesn't mean that on the other side of the, the car accident, there's not positive things that happen from it, right? Sure. Sometimes bad things happen You learn a in lot more moment. about Montana. Well, yeah, and never got to see Yellowstone. But, um, oh. you know, oh. never got to. Never seven miles away. But anyway. Oh. <laughs> um, so, but some sometimes bad things happen, though. Yes. And create good results down the road. You need to... Uh, have yeah. that in your mindset when bad things are happening to you like everything happens for a reason i that i believe that's a true statement because you need to be able to say that that's that happened for this reason you accept i mean you you're accept. the one that you're the only one that can say that you're the only one that can be like this happened for this reason now someone telling you when your house is burned down like everything happens for a reason just sounds like an asshole right right, right. but when you get to step back and be like hey that house burned down and then we were able to collect insurance and then we got this yeah. place and then we moved and then here and then now I got we're this, on, we're on and this now trajectory. We're just like, yeah I guess everything happens for a reason only you get to say that sure right I'll allow that and that's but that's honestly like leaving the curling iron iron plugged in or the toaster down or the yeah. stove on or shit like that like that's the worst case scenario is that your house burns down and like burns you worry, you worry about your house burning down a lot no I mean I'm just yeah, it's you just do. a good example you, no hold on not nearly as much as I used to, honestly. Yeah? Yeah. I never worry about my house burning down. I know. Ever. You also leave your house unlocked and don't worry about anybody coming oh, in. Yeah. So. 100%. Yeah. I mean, what are they going to do? What's the worst that's going to happen? You have five children. What's the worst that's going to happen? No, I lock the door at night. Just, But that's that's not going to stop anybody. If somebody <laughs> wants to come and murder me and kidnap my children, that's going to happen. <laughs> I can't do anything about like okay. I mean that's sure. like that's like the people yeah. who want to commit suicide. Yeah. You know, there are people who are like, you know, I am going to commit suicide yeah. and you you're not going to stop them. Yeah, it's I mean, true. If somebody if so I lock my door, that's going to stop somebody like a drunk dumbass mm-hmm. who's not thinking or somebody's yeah. high on meth. Um yeah. But that doesn't mean somebody's not going to be able to break the fucking window right. I just want people to take my stuff. That's really it. Uh, 
Right. And that's <laughs> probably what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't want them to take my stuff. Nobody's going to come up. Like, the I amount, like my stuff. The amount of time somebody's going to come upstairs and murder me, me and my children sure. as part of a blood ritual is pretty fucking small, and I'm not going to worry about it and mm-hmm. focus on it and think about it. Yeah. I'm not going to lock my door worrying about it <laughs> during the day. During so Nathan's address is bubble. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, I I see what you're saying. Right. Uh, the risk reward, like I, it's worth me just locking my door. It's it's really and it's a simple little thing. I mean, I it's I used to have. I mean, it's not we're not to New York get City. into to get into my ticks that I was that I developed from the car accident. Like really, it's not worth our time. But oh, really? It, Do you, would you call him a tick? Yeah, I mean, you yeah. call you call it. Uh, yeah, I developed yeah. a lot of like anxiety ticks yeah. where I like need to check the door like three times and shit like that before I leave and um, need to like go back inside to make sure something's unplugged or something's not on oh. and something like that or can't leave until the uh, oven like says that the hot surface thing is off. Oh God. Yeah. Oh Bobby. I know. Okay. In mm-hmm. once again, I'm telling you a hundred percent with everybody. A hundred percent. I know I make a lot of jokes about me being a doctor, and I'm saying these were ticks. These are things I've gotten over. Were oh okay. These are things like slowly over time. I want you to know that, and this is me, and I think I've taken zero psychology classes. Yeah, you're not a psychologist. You may be a doctor. I I I do pretend I'm a psychologist when I'm drunk, though. That's the problem. But I did take psychology courses. I, so. I, I took a I took two sociology courses. Okay, well that's not the <laughs> I same. Got, <laughs> I got that going for me. I might be a sociopath. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm giving you permission to let go of that. Yeah, as I said, I'm. I'm just I'm letting you I've know. I've gotten over it. I'm telling you about the yeah. ticks I did have, but which are uh, are there any more um, that you haven't gotten over? I mean, as locking locking. Hmm. Being happy that the door is locked when people have not been in the house for ten minutes. Uh, well, it's the the door locking thing was mainly like trusting that I locked it. It's a lot of like trust things. I mean, if we were gonna like get psychoanalyzed, yeah. everything. Yeah, it's a lot of like I felt responsible for the accident so it was my response like me being a psychologist being able to psychoanalyze myself yeah like so being that's called being honest with yourself and i'd hope you would be able to Mm -hmm. so that's that is hard to do me feeling responsible for just being on the road in general yeah right had i not wanted to be a touring musician we would never have been on that road so now and now it was your duty to make sure that ensure all safety with absolutely everything correct at an, wow. an unrealistic hundred percent fail, like yeah. fail rate, like never going to fail ever all the time. Yeah. Right. Any little thing that could go wrong, I don't want to go wrong and that's never going to happen again on my watch. Right. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So then it opens up a Pandora's box of that's, like that's anything a, and everything. That's anxiety. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's, and that's a shitty way to live. Yeah. And that's like, that's rough. Yeah. So you develop little devices that allow you to get over it or to be okay with it or to remind yourself because it was a lot of memory things a lot a lot of like mm. the fear of not remembering that i did it then the locking the door i think yeah. is the best example where it's like oh i think i locked the door but yeah. I, do i remember checking it correctly do i remember like doing it enough to be like create that synapse in my brain where i'm Ooh. like 
oh yeah i locked the door is locked i pushed it and make sure too it's not like a false lock like the door is going to open because if the door opens then all the animals get out and then anyone can walk in all, all it's all these things can happen everything blood that. rituals Sure, for lack of a better term, blood rituals can happen. Were you, have you ever been worried about somebody coming in, murdering you, and having a blood ritual? No, no. Okay, no. add that to your list. No, no. Uh, <laughs> as a child, I was worried about Jason, uh, the the yeah the the killer coming into a basement of my grandma's. But that's about it. That's about it. Um, but no. So there, the, with the with the locking of the door, yeah. it was an easy. It it took a couple years, but uh, it, it took me. Putting the key into the door, like shutting the door unlocked and then putting the key in the door and then locking the door. And then that was the little trigger that was like, oh, yeah, I had to do that thing. And then I checked the lock and then I know it's locked because so, every time I'd like just lock the door and just shut it. Yeah. I never trusted it. I never remember. It's such a quick movement where I never remembered shutting the door and locking it. Be like I'd be sitting in my car and be like, fuck, did I do that? Well, It'll take but are you five right? seconds to go and check on it versus, you know, a whole five hours of worrying about it. But in this case, we're, we're talking about the worst case scenario, mm-hmm. you know, planning for the worst. Yeah. What's the worst that's going to happen? And how bad is that worst? Uh, animals getting out probably is the worst thing that is going to happen. Yeah. Like and the, how bad is that? I mean, it's you and not having a soul and caring about animals. I mean. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, and my to cats, you, my cats are out. Yeah, a lot. Also, I've had two chickens die on me in the past. Yeah, you know, six months. So we don't have outdoor cats or a dog that we let just run loose and stuff like that. That's so, on your dog. That's on him. But on so yeah, to me, it's it's like I don't. I am very protective of. I don't want them to. Yeah, it's. And again, this is kind of a mentality of you. You grew up on a farm. I did not yeah, grow up on a farm. Sure. My my dad grew up on a farm. I've been around a farm. I understand the mentality of like farm animals versus like my mother in law. They just got a cat, and they've been feeding a stray cat for like the last two years, right? Yeah. So the, the stray cat's been coming along on the patio, and they've been yeah. feeding it for the last two years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this neighbor brought over this like small young cat, not a kitten, but a yeah. small young cat. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll take it. And they've kept it in like the pat, the basement garage, you know, sure. not in the house, but in the basement garage and just feeding it. And then it will let it out during the day and it comes back and it just lives in the basement garage. But now they've decided the cat that they've been feeding the last two years is in, in it's in is totally a stray cat It's totally an yeah. outdoor feral cat. Right. Yeah. They decided they don't want it around anymore. So they started throwing fireworks at it like to get it to like run away. Because, <laughs> again, like they they're like, well. They don't fucking care if it lives or dies. Yeah. Like they just don't want it around anymore. It's like, I, and like it sounds, you know, when when my woke sister in law is around and she's telling the story, I can just see her like her mind going fucking batshit crazy of like, why the hell would you do that? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I probably would take a different approach. I yeah, I probably agree more along with my sister in law. Like, yeah, probably don't throw fireworks at it yeah. and then have the joke be like, well, you know, ironically, it's called black cats were thrown at it, and it's like, no, like. Uh, Did everybody laugh at that point? No, no one laughs at these bad jokes. No, 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 no. But it's like <laughs> she grew up on a farm. My father-in-law grew up on a farm. Like cats are expendable. Cats, yes. like come and go, 100%. and you don't get yeah. attached to them, right? Yeah. So I completely understand that that's a mentality. Yeah. I and that that's all I really need to be able to yeah. do, right? Say, if you choose to view cats that way, then that's how you view cats. Yeah. That's not how we view cats in this household. And that's not how the cats in this household are raised. So therefore, them going outside, 
they'd be terrified probably. Yeah. It was a weird, um, like, for us with our cats. I mean, so we were doing renovations on the house, mm-hmm. and the door was constantly getting propped open, and the cats would just kept getting out, but they would kept coming back. Were they out before then? Were they? No, they a hundred percent indoor cats, and yeah. then, you know, we, you know, after that six months period, not mm-hmm. even that, they, um, they just kept, uh, you know, they'd kept coming back, and there was like. There's been like twice, twice where one cat would just be gone, and for like two weeks, yeah, something like that. No, that would not be handled well in this house. And then by anybody, by my wife or and I said, "Mm, I bet that cat it's gonna come back. Don't worry, (laughs) because of your mindset of being raised on a farm, right? (laughs) And then sure enough, fucking came back. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, did that twice. So I'm like, it's it's fine. Also, worst case scenario. That cat got killed, and that's okay. That's not all. That is that is that a good thing? No, I wouldn't say it's a good thing. Is it a bad thing? Yeah, it's a bad thing. Is it something that's gonna like? I'm really worried about. Mm, yeah, but then again, I didn't ask for this cat to be. But for, <laughs> but for uh, us in our household, that that would be a horrible thing. Like if I, if I remember we 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 had stupidly we had a cat before we decided to move out to Colorado. And we got a cat in like probably May, and then we decided to go on a little like tour, and we decided to move out to Colorado in August of that month. So we had a cat when we moved out to Colorado and decided to start being touring musicians. It was bad planning on our part. Don't get a cat when you're going to be Don't. a touring mus- musician. Right. Yeah. Just FYI. Yeah, it's a you know, public service, not a PSA. It's PSA. Here. Yeah. Don't do that. All right. Yeah, I'm in the business. So we had this. We had a cat. And yeah. thankfully, we had a situation where we could keep the cat in our friend's grandpa's place, you know, for a while. But sometimes we'd take it on the road with us just in because we didn't want to constantly keep the cat in a basement by itself, you know, <sighs> with anything going on. And so we uh, we would find places along the way that would be cat friendly that we could stay at that we could, um, you know, have the cat. Yeah. Or we'd find like boarding places where we keep the cat for a few nights while we were touring and everything okay. like that. It was it was a whole again. That's don't a, do this. That's a horrible fucking thing. Right. So then we that's decided. Garbage. Then we had friends back here in Dubuque that we um okay. that we knew that had a ton of cats that were very close friends and we're like, hey, we're gonna be going. I think we were going to the east coast, like southeast. It wasn't us, like was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> okay, us. Good. No, no, no. No, we're, God no. We've, God no. We've, the we've, people that don't care whether the cats live or die. No, we're not gonna do that. We've uh, watched a few, a couple of other people's cats in in my time. Yeah, yeah. I would never, never ask you to. Watch I never cats. killed it. I've yeah. never killed a cat. On <laughs> you just let him die. <laughs> uh, I'll let it go outside and die. <laughs> so the, going back to the story here, uh, so we 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 had the cat and we were gone for like two or three weeks and yeah, we'd see on like Facebook like, and this is a cat that's never outside, never yeah. outside, and they. To be fair, they had a bunch of cats that would go in and yeah. out at their own leisure, you know, yeah. nothing like that. But yeah. like, I thought we made it pretty clear that like we'd like her to be inside and you know don't do this. And we'd see like posts that like she's like outside and like with all the other cats and everything like that. And like, yeah. like well, that fucking sucks. Like we're in Virginia yeah. and shit like that, and here we're gonna come back. And we got back, and um, uh, the people that were watching they walked in, and I'm like, hey, so hey, where's Where's our cat? Where's Libya? And he's like, oh, she went feral. She's gone. And I'm like, what? And he was like so nonchalant about it. And I'm like, the fuck? What? Really? What? Yeah. What are you talking about? He's 
to be honest, I had no idea like feral meant. Honestly, I was like, "What are you? T- what are you? What are you talking about?" Just he's left. like, "Just left." Yeah, like, uh, w- when did she leave? Uh, she's been gone a couple of days. I don't know. Like, wait, what? That show. She'd show back up. And I'm like, uh, "This is." And he was just so nonchalant about yeah. it. And I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! No, 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 no! Like this? No, 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 no! This is fucking crazy! Like, what the hell is going on?" And so I was like, I'm going to go out and start looking for this cat. Oh, like, God, don't do that. Yeah, so I spent like most of the night going out and looking for this cat because I'm like, this it's is- It's been gone for a couple of days. Right. And so like I saw her at one point and she like ran away. And then there was like some rustling because again, they were out in the forest and shit like that. Like oh. they were out in the middle of nowhere. There's some rustling of raccoons and shit like that. I was so fucking pissed. And it started raining in the morning after it started raining and everything like that. The cat came- back to the door and like like cry to get in i was i was so pissed because again i made it pretty clear that like she is not an outdoor cat yeah please do not let her outdoor did she have claws no no she was declawed i didn't declaw her that's on you we adopted her declawed that's on you no it's not yeah it is no it's not (laughs) it's stupid but anyway anyhow cats come back unless they die Unless they die. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's, again, it's, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's a worry on all those different levels. I mean, it happens on multiple levels of worrying and everything like that. Yeah. I don't worry about that. Yeah. And it's a difference between you. I mean, no, and like, and same thing. I mean, like, I, like, I accept animals die. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a thing that happens. Like when our chickens died, it was like, oh, that's that's too bad. Well, you know, the first one I think a raccoon got it. The second one, that fucking thing would it would just kept hopping out. But if one of your kids died, yeah, that's sad. It's that would be the same. I mean, not same level of sadness, but it'd be like, um, well, I mean, that shit happens. It wouldn't. You wouldn't like break down. I would probably break down. Yes, I have not broken down after a chicken died no i'm not saying you should break down okay. as a chicken <laughs> okay. has died but like you're so laissez-faire with like the like the death and everything like that yeah so it's, like, it's a thing that's happened right so death can never be tragic oh death can be tragic but that doesn't mean you have to wallow in it i don't know so if one of your children died yeah you would not wallow in your children uh, would it be a life-changing event sure um, I would hope so. Yeah, but it's not going to like once again circumstances of the death. I don't know. It's like, man, I'm really <laughs> happy that, yeah, I've stopped letting my children play with dynamite as much because of this. I, I mean, I don't know. I, like, really, you you being honest with me here? I think so. If if one of my children died, it'd be I'd be incredibly. Repressed. Has any of your children been close to death? Mm, I don't know. I I mean I guess I remember like with with my one of my sons has epilepsy right you know when he started having seizures like that mm-hmm. was like you know especially like you know I, it the first time it happened it really like not the first time it happened but it was really technically like the third or fourth or second mm-hmm. uh, the first time I saw it like second time I saw it happening and it was like oh well this is we were in a hospital and he was like getting oxygen and I was coming off of like my dad having both my dad and my sister like were really bad in the hospital where they both got tracheotomies and uh, it, mm-hmm. it was just like oh well this is i'm i'm done like having life shit on me mm-hmm. i feel like this is getting just shit on mm-hmm. you know with life and it's like uh and broke down cried and but 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I, like, I don't want my kids to die. <laughs> is that is that what you're like? I, I don't. I, no. That's uh, however, I no. don't. I don't. Say it I, more sincerely. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want my kids to die. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be one of those people that's going to be. If something tragic happened mm-hmm. and one of my children died or my wife died mm-hmm. or anybody else, uh, I'm not going to be. Like I'm gonna be really sad about it, but I don't feel like I'm gonna be one of those people that's gonna be locked in a room crying. You know, I'm going mm. to be so distraught for the next year and a half that I can't do anything about. Like I am going, well, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be trapped in my emotions that I can't progress forward with life. Okay, and I and I, I mean, I think and this kind of goes back to the whole no arms or legs versus yeah. death conversation. But like, it's yeah. It sounds so pretentious to say, but say having it. having had a near death experience, I mean, sure. essentially, like we we yeah, the yeah. people that saw us get in the you car could, accident you, said you could have died. Certain, said uh, we didn't think number, you survived. Any, any number of things. Anytime anybody gets into a car accident, mm-hmm. there is so many things that can happen and go wrong right. where you could have died. Yes. Quick synopsis Obviously. for anyone that's listening: it was a seventy mile an hour uh, head on yeah. collision. Yes, and on a two lane road. Um, so 100%. we uh, so having had the near death experience and versus the dying, it's it, I, that's where I kind of wrestle with it. I wrestle with would it have been easier if I had died for everyone involved? Because, again, you can get over death. Wow. Right. Yeah. Because you can get over death. You can be like, oh, they died. That's what happened versus almost dying. And then having to live with it and having to move on because I have to get over almost dying. I have to get over whatever the hell we were doing. That's, I mean, dreams aside and everything with that. It's like, well, you know, I think about it every time I have to like bend over and tie my shoes. It's like, well, I have, I have 80 year old knees because of this. Like, and that's, that's why those, that's why that exists. So it's, it's, it's an interesting just juxtaposition. Is it easier to die or to live with the thing? And I think a lot of people that have, I mean, probably a lot of war people, like a lot of war veterans probably have that, that situation. Like what, is it easier to have died there yeah. than to come back with it? Yeah. I, I don't know. And I think a lot, I think, I mean, if you probably, I don't ask a lot of Vietnam or military veterans or anything like, I, like Hey, would you rather I, have died over there or would you rather have come back? I, I do think I say, more, I ask them all the time. If yeah. I see an army vet, would you have rather died over in Korea? Would you, would you rather die over there? Or would, would, come back? would better? Cause don't you think like a lot of movies have actually like kind of shown that? I mean, isn't that kind of that it's born on the fourth of July yeah, or diffi- Lieutenant what? Dan fourth uh, fourth gun? But then it, then he got his space legs, yeah, and, he, and he's fine. Yeah, I, uh, no doubt it, there's another there's no doubt there's another side of the rainbow. You like no doubt. you struggled and you dealt with a horrible amount of pain and anguish, and now we've got over fifty plus episodes of this <laughs> podcast. True. So I mean. <laughs> You tell me. What stop, stop doing that, you fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> My God. What? Deflecting or? Deflecting. No, I think. But but, but seriously, like, yeah. you know, you know, this friendship. No, replaces no shit. Yeah, wow. <laughs> this, Look at these steps. Like this, yeah, right. I mean, 
is that is this not good enough to live for? Right. I mean, correct. and and that's I mean that's it's correct. I'm not saying there's not anything on the other side of it, but again, there's definitely a time period where you're like, what what was easier? What yeah. is easier? Like it would have been easier. I mean, I would get pretty candid and say like my relationship with my wife was like we had gotten engaged a week before we got in the car accident. Oof. A week before, Oof. on the day we got into the car accident, Oof. and yeah. So and I, I mean, we just talked about this recently. It's like think about it. If we wouldn't have gotten engaged, because we so we went to we were in Seattle. She, was she a cut bait? No. Well, would we have both cut bait? Like, would yeah. we have both? Like, it wasn't like yeah. one side to it, but like, yeah. we we were in Seattle. Oh, it's all a hundred percent on her. At the at the uh, Seattle Seafood Market and everything yeah. like that, and we were getting coffee, and the lady that was giving us coffee had this like beautiful like wedding ring, uh, like this unconventional ring on, and my wife was like, "Oh my god, that's a beautiful ring." She's like, yeah. "It's actually my wedding ring," and I was like, and "That light went off in my head." I'm like, "Wait a second, it doesn't need to be a diamond. Like, it doesn't need to be oh. anything. Like, wow, okay, wait a second. No, this is is this a thing? I think this is a thing." So then we were walking around the seafood market and everything. And then um now these little jewelry shops and yeah. everything. And there was a little jewelry market and everything. And we started looking at it and I was like, Well, which one do you like and which one do you like? And like she totally saw through me and knew exactly what the fuck I was doing. But mm. we ended up finding this jewelry store, which was really cool. We ended up like walking through. I don't know if you've ever been to the fish market in Seattle. I have, but then again I was nineteen. But we were walking around in this 18. like it's like a little mall. It's like a, it's yeah. essentially an yeah. open spaced mall. Yeah, it's, and there was this there was handcrafted like jewelry store, yeah. and we were walking through, and we found a ring of her birthstone and everything like that, and yeah. it was like thirty five bucks, and at that time was like a million dollars to yeah. us. So we we're like, and then I bought it and uh, asked her to marry me, and I did, and I to my not to my credit, I did not get on one knee, oh. which I always yeah. like jokingly say this is the part. This is. No, this is like the universe playing a joke on me because yeah. a week later, like I, You're... I could not bend down on me oh, at all, right? Oh, so, oh. but anyway, it was. Uh, it was I get it. Yeah, it's a. I should have let you finish your joke. Thank you. Before, before you I made, made my joke. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's that's. If that's something I'm not good at, <laughs> is waiting for the joke. Is waiting, waiting for waiting for somebody else to make the their laugh. joke. <laughs> make their joke before I try to make my yeah. joke. Yeah. That's a real problem. Yeah, the joke was like a, a year passed before I could actually get down on bended knee. Oof. So, but um, so did anybody laugh? Does it, people laugh when you say that, or do they just go? Huh. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't, I don't throw okay. it out as a, I don't do this whole thing like, hey, so let me tell you this great oh, you story you, you about how we got. Engaged. Oh, you don't, uh, you don't. Uh, I don't pepper this around, by the way. Oh, I don't. You don't usually... go to storytelling conferences. No. No, no, no. Oh, you're missing out. But I asked my wife the other day. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, think about like, if I if we didn't get engaged the week before we got into the car accident, do you think we would have survived that, the car accident? Like, like we like we would have like you and I would have well, emotionally not, survived I it. I don't think we would have honestly. Had 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 we not made that verbal commitment or like that lived even lived that seven days in that world of like because we didn't tell anybody that we were engaged. We did not tell. We did not call our parents or anything like that because we were gonna. We were gonna be coming home in like a couple weeks. Yeah. So we were gonna tell everyone when we got home. We told her brother and sister in law on the phone, um, over that weekend. So like we got engaged on a Friday. Yeah. We told them on like the Saturday Sunday. And we're like, yeah. don't tell anybody because we're gonna tell anybody. Everybody when we get yeah. home. So we didn't tell anybody, and then 
then shit happened. That's interesting. And so then we had this, this was the weird like world of like, hey, so we got in a car accident, you know, and we're pretty fucked up. Also we're engaged. Also we're engaged. And they're like, you gave us a lot of information right there. You gave us a lot of info. So Yeah, so there's this really awesome uh, Gwyneth Paltrow movie called Sliding Doors. And this could be a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, that's uh, that's interesting. It's a, I mean, listen, life throws all kinds of drops. Uh, I'm going to use the word drops. Like a hundred pound bricks just mm-hmm. gets laid on you with every single day, every single decision that you make. Um, and every single one of them has extreme ramifications. Yeah. But for me, instead of... I'd rather just take it as it goes. And I, I don't disagree with you. I think that's a very, I think that's a learned trait. I think that's something you have to learn how to I don't do. Know, ro- I don't know how I learned I think how you, to- having learned how to do it, I mean, or learned how to at least do it a little bit, that to step back and say, this is happening. Yeah. But it, I, I always think uh, this is a shitty country song that um, I think could be written. But it's not happening today. Lay it, lay it on, lay it on me. It's not happening today. I'm not. Oh, oh, yeah. that's it. It's not happening today. Like I got all these things to do. Blah blah blah. Got bills to pay, but it's not happening today. Like oh no, it's oh okay. That's that's your I like. I, mm. But that's oh we, we've t- have we talked about this already? I don't think so. Yeah, I think uh, maybe maybe I, maybe I mean, we yeah. talk about fictional songs a lot, but uh, we do. It's, it's do to compartmentalize. The the weight of the world sure. is a, a I think a learned trait, and you can either be crushed by the weight of it, or you can learn to disperse the weight and kind of figure out like, hey, you know, today I'm not doing this. You know, today is not this is not happening, or today this does need to happen, or this is the thing, this is the day that needs to happen, or this time I'm going to handle this. Because again, over time, it's like, um, how many times am I going to let this overtake my life? Or how many times am I going to let this, this one little thing, this idea. And over time it goes away over time. Many things go away, but it takes time for that to happen. And it also takes experience for that to happen. So, but I mean, the big thing is it's an idea. It's, it's something that could happen. It might happen, but it hasn't. It's not fact. True. It's, it's an idea and ideas are powerful, but as much as you want to feed into them, and the idea that I'm going to be rich, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to progress, I'm going to succeed, that's an idea that you should feed into and not an idea well, of I'm going to have somebody break into my house and perform a blood ritual on me and my children. Well, no, 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 no. No, because even the I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be successful can have its pitfalls. Of uh, uh, well, That's uh, where the thing is. Uh, it's, uh, I'm going to be. Knowing that you're going to. That's the problem. No, that, and, and that's the difference. Being between, happy, I think, is the thing where you're striving I, for. Being, I could be happy thinking I could. I, I've got that option. I'm happy that I have that option. Um, sure, but I, what I'm talking about is the pitfalls of people saying, "Like I'm going to be rich and famous." Like, well, well, that's setting yourself up for failure. But that's how is that any different than saying that I'm going to be rich it's I'm an going option. to be successful no no it's always an option because you still have to do the work you still have to you do the gotta, thing yeah. right? it's, so, it's so, an option that's so, going to be out, so that's on, out there and conversely conversely to yeah. that wait so conversely to that is that like okay so someone you know breaks into my house or like I'm worried about that yeah. oh, the steps I need to take for that not to happen is for me to go and make sure I lock the door that's it 
That's all. I need to take the steps to make sure that I do it. Because I'm not going to worry after I lock the door that that's going to happen. Bobby. Listen, 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 yeah. listen, okay? Because after I lock the door, I'm not worried about someone breaking down the door, okay? I'm not worried about that. And if that happens, that happens, right? We can't do that. If I want to be rich and famous and I think, oh, like I'm just going to be rich and famous. I'm going to be rich and famous. But I don't take steps to go and lock the door. If I don't take those, whatever those steps no. are, yeah. and then I expect to be rich and famous well that's i didn't take the steps to do that you i didn't take do yeah that's hard. what i'm saying yeah. like you need to you take those do the steps work. you gotta do the work exactly yeah and at the end of the day uh this could be a podcast a woke podcast no just one where we do the work this is a self-affirmation podcast <laughs> hey thank you everyone for listening we really appreciate it we are on apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We're on Google, um, Amazon, a, li- a little bit of everything. Good Check- Pods is a little good. Thing. Oh, Good Pods, yeah, all Check of that. Look at us. We are uh, trying to be where you are because we're doing the work. We're do. Yeah, we're doing, doing the, the work. work. Now you do the work and give us a review <laughs> on any of those platforms. Yeah. Also, if you tell your friends, you know that you listen to this show. Um, make sure we'll they, give them a free candy bar. Make sure they actually listen to it mm-hmm. and like watch them as they ag- aggressively, like put it in front of them and then stare at them mm-hmm. the entire time you're watching it. And if you give us a five star review on any of these platforms, we will send you a free Milky Way or Snickers. Or- FCC says we can't do that, Bobby. You know this. Damn it, you know this.